This podcast is sponsored by Ramp. Are you the decision maker in your company? Consider this. For the first time in decades, there's a better option for a corporate card and spend management platform. Meet Ramp, the only corporate card and spend management system designed to help you spend less money so you can make more. Most corporate credit cards offer points as incentives, but those points amount to less than their worth in real cash value. Ramp's business cards offer you cash back, real money in your pocket. Plus, you control who spends what with each vendor. And Ramp software collects and verifies receipts automatically, which means you'll stop wasteful spending and close your books in hours instead of days. Businesses that use Ramp add up to 5% to their bottom line the first year. If you're a decision maker, adding Ramp could be one of the best decisions you've ever made. And now get $250 when you join Ramp for free. Just go to ramp.com slash easy. Ramp.com slash easy. R-A-M-P dot com slash easy. Currents issued by Sutton Bank and Celtic Bank members of DIC terms and conditions apply. As the industry grapples with numerous pressures from the financial to the geopolitical, it's crucial that companies not skimp on sustainability. Even as material costs rise, investing in responsibly produced inputs provides peace of mind for both brands and their consumers. So Pima, which represents the American Pima cotton industry, has growers that are innovating in sustainability. And it's been working to enhance visibility and traceability of its cotton so buyers know exactly what they're getting. I'm Edward Hertzman, founder and president of Sourcing Journal. Joining me today to discuss what responsibility looks like in today's climate is Mark Lukowitz, President and CEO of Supima. Always great to see you, Mark. Likewise, Eddie. Pleasure to be here. Thanks for doing this. So, Mark, given the current economic environment, cost is certainly on everyone's mind. Across the supply chain, whether it be material sourcing to consumer prices, how are pricing concerns shaping sustainability considerations? When you look at you know the entire supply chain, everything's passed through. Uh, the consumer pays for everything at the end of the day. And yet a lot of the conversation is looking at it as I don't want to charge the consumer more for sustainability. But if sustainability has to be built in, just like quality has to be built in, just like authenticity has to be built in, et cetera, the consumer always pays because that's, I mean, the money has to come from the end of the end of the supply chain in terms of the consumption. And as challenging as that is, there are going to be different approaches to scale of what they can manage for sustainability. So I think that's going to be really interesting to observe over the next you know, six months to a year to see how things get dissected relative to a sustainability framework. Is sustainability being put on the back burner as companies and shoppers deal with these increased expenses? I wouldn't say it's being put on the back burner, but it's definitely at a, at a crossroads with business, right? If businesses are fundamentally driven around profits uh, with all the costs up that's eroding profits and then finding additional budgets to specifically work on sustainability level from the brand level, is you know a counterpoint to more pro- you know, or to realizing those profits. Uh, that is not an excuse nor uh, an opportunity to get out of sustainability because the brands retailers really don't have a choice. The regulatory oversight that's coming, well, it's the uh, New York Fashion Act or the EU regulations or the AGEC that was just signed in France. 
it's coming. And unless the brands are proactive and managing that, they are going to be falling behind, which is going to impact their business potentially far greater than anything else that they'll, that they'll be doing at this point. So Supima has been partnering with Oritane for a few years on forensic authentication of its cotton. But just a few months ago, you announced an additional partnership with Textile Genesis. Why did you decide to collaborate with them? Yeah, it's pretty simple, Eddie. The idea that um, the systems in be before the entire history of our textile industry has basically been on a paper ledger system. You know, a piece of document with some words on it, identifying some identity relative to the product that apparently is being used in the supply chain throughout the process. A digital uh, model is similar. It has the same shortcomings, you know, that can be prone to garbage in or garbage out. Uh, it's missing a, a com key component level of validation. And that's where the authenticity piece comes in specifically for the authenticity and the provenance uh, relative to the fiber itself and being able to connect that. Um, it's the same, you know, when you read the um, textile exchange materials exchange paper, and it identifies that there should be traceability of physical and traceability of digital happening concurrently. Where I would differ a little bit, though, is instead of physical traceability, what I think it should say is physical authenticity, because there's a big difference between traceability and knowing exactly and being able to verify the authenticity of a product. And that's what we've accomplished today with the collaboration between us, Textile Genesis and Oritane for the first branded fiber that we can prove the, the provenance and the origin and with veracity verify anywhere through the supply chain from the fiber all the way through to the finished good. So Mark, you and I have talked about the stringent environmental standards that US cotton farmers must follow. What social responsibility regulations guide their practices? And how have you seen your growers support the people working in their operations? Interesting question, Eddie. And, you know, it's a complex, complex conversation when you talk about cotton, you know, on a global platform in the US or um, Australia or other countries or Europe, you already have very high regulatory oversight relative to social uh, matters, uh, especially when it comes to uh, labor issues and labor force. Uh, you have grievance uh, platforms and processes that allow uh, you know, the workers to actually file a grievance and have that addressed. You have the ability of uh, regulatory oversight to come in and validate that they're legitimate workers, they're uh, allowed to work, they're not there illegally. Um, you know, there's a, a system in place that, you know, follows that up with fines or um, penalties, et cetera. So all of these things help to provide a, a good social balance relative to the farming operations. But what is really interesting is that when you talk with the farmers here in the US uh, for Supima, a lot of them go well beyond what you would expect. So they're providing 401k packages, they're providing healthcare packages, they're providing um, time off uh, you know, benefits. Um, you know, they go into more familiar family type of uh, leave practices. Uh, so they go well beyond what the regulatory oversight minimum requirements are. And that is kind of what differentiates, you know, a, a more viable, larger uh, holder farm 
because it is operating on a bigger scale that is dependent on, upon qualified labor. And to get that qualified labor today in a market that is so tight, it has to be rewarding to the people that come work for you. So Mark, we have our fall summit coming up this month. What do you really think are going to be the hot topics that's going to be every, on everyone's mind and, and being discussed you know, during the coffee breaks at the cocktail hour? You know, this is going to be a, a really challenging, interesting uh, summit because it's going to provide everybody an opportunity to discuss the challenges that are front and center. And those being you know, sustainability, responsibility, uh, accountability, and what that means in the framework of how brands operate today. The challenges are only going to get more complicated as we go forward, and the brands that are more proactive are going to be the leaders. Data is going to be a big uh, conversation point because there's just not enough referential data, and how do you compare data if you have nothing else to compare it to? It sits in a silo. You can reference it over time as you build out additional data sets relative to that, and you can mark milestones, et cetera. But it's hard to have that um, broader sustainability messages. Super excited to have Supima uh, be, be part of our upcoming summit. And I think you're absolutely right. Um, I think it's going to be a, a difficult conversation on the 18th. You know, as an industry, we're, we're in this boom bust cycle. You know, we're celebrating our wins last year. And now, you know, we're having really difficult conversations at, at all points of the value chain. Obviously, as an industry, we need to come together and collectively figure out how we're going to evolve if we're going to be successful uh, in the future. Look forward to, to seeing the Supima team on the 18th. And uh, as always, Mark, a pleasure uh, speaking with you. Eddie, likewise, always a real pleasure having chat and having our open discussions. Uh, we're beginning to make some great progress uh, you know, collectively. And I think there's a whole world of opportunity ahead despite all the challenges. But out of the challenges, I think if we can focus a little bit more on the positive outcomes, and get a little bit way away from the cost uh, squeezing mechanisms that are always become core and center, we actually can refocus on things that are much more meaningful and impactful, and then allow us to actually accomplish uh, what needs to happen. So the future is exciting. Uh, you know, you're on the right track with the summit and, and bringing this front and center to everybody and allowing that open conversation to happen. So we certainly appreciate being able to participate and allowing us to uh, join you in the summit and uh, you know, good luck with the summit. And we uh, look forward to seeing positive outcomes at the end of the day. Thank you, Mark. Thank you, Eddie.